so thoughts become things. I can't remember exactly where I heard that phrase, but it is um, a concept or an idea that is attached to a lot of things like the law of attraction or what was Neville Goddard feeling is the secret I don't think that was his that wasn't something that he coined that wasn't a phrase he coined but he spoke about the topic that what you feel is going to create what it is you're feeling about it sounds like a bit of a wishy-washy concept right but I think if you if you aren't observant of of your thought patterns or of how you're feeling about things and it's not like I feel happy, I feel sad. That's that's like that's like somebody talking to you on the street, oh how are you feeling? That isn't really that isn't really feeling. It's like when you get an idea, right? And you're like you can make money from it or it can help people or it solves a problem. Something something that you feel something about so in that instance it would be feeling passionate about that idea and then everything else that is attached to that because you can see the prospect for other things coming from that right so you can feel that and it's that feeling that needs to be persisted because that's what makes it that's what makes it real if you think about it in terms of when people look at what's happening around them they're not necessarily looking through the perspective right they could be looking through the perspective of a newspaper or a TV and that becomes what they feel because a lot of the a lot of stories a lot of media uh, reporting is to get you to feel something to feel angry to feel um, to feel sad to feel fear it's all to get you to feel something And half of the stuff that is reported has absolutely nothing to do with you. You can't go outside and see it. You can't go outside and directly interact and help out directly. It's all provided through like a... It's all virtual. They tell you that all these things are happening to get you to feel something and then to get you to do something, which is typically to give money to a charity or or something but people think 
that that is a good thing. But why is the measure of that being a good? If you can't even observe it, if it doesn't even have any bearing on what's going on around you. Because it's like, why would you, why should you be concerned with something going on thousands of miles away? when maybe a mile away from your house there is just just as much if not more suffering happening is that not important is it not um, is it not better to help those around you first before going further afield do you see what I mean it, there's no logic anyway so that is just I guess that's just an example of that's just an example of the feeling right it's to get you to feel something but in this case you're not really you're not manifesting anything as such you're not You're not creating anything. The only thing that is happening is you're being given a story, an idea, and then you're being given an action. You've been given an action and other things associated with that, right? Here is how you can help. Donate money. And just that, just that in itself makes it real. Even though it may not be real. In terms of... Oh man, I think I've lost... I think I lost a bottle. Sorry about that, I'm just uh, got my son with me whilst I'm walking. And uh, I think I lost one of his. Uh, oh! Lost one of his uh, baby bottles. I didn't realise the. Little carrier had fallen off. Right, so anyway, so thoughts become things. So in terms of somebody else giving you ideas, they aren't they aren't exactly they're not giving you the experience or the, the, the means to experience it. They're giving you a story, something that is Something that is perceived to have to have happened from some someone's perspective. 
but because you can't experience and because you, you don't have the process in order to experience it for yourself like you can't go travel thousands of miles and observe whatever it is they're reporting you just can't do that because because they're going to tell you oh no no you can't go there we go there we, we do the dangerous stuff so that you don't have to so you have to take them on the word alone so that is the thought they're, they're, they're giving you the thought they're giving you the idea but they're saying that it saying it's already it already exists it's already been created and the only way you can observe it is is through what they give you but this is the same this is what quote truthers do in their content if it's not open discussion if it is simply delivering a point of view, an idea or a perspective, if that is all they're doing and they don't want to discuss it and they don't want to answer any questions, it's the same thing. It's exactly the same. They don't want they don't want their idea skewed. Because it it can't be Because all they're selling you is the idea. They're not giving you the process, they're not giving you the experience. It is just the information. (laughs) And... I spoke about that the other day. Information versus experience. Information is a perspective. It's somebody... It's either something that somebody's written, somebody's speaking about. It isn't. Um, it isn't necessarily experiential or experiential. It's not experience. It's not. Um, this is how I experienced it. It's always pushed as something like this. This information was hidden from you. It was hidden from everyone but it was shown to me or in some way only they can they can perceive it and so you're not given the opportunity to perceive it for yourself all you are given is the perception and you accept it or not there's no in between there's no questioning there's nothing it's not open for discussion you either believe it or get it go away. That's why a lot of them get... That's why a lot of people like that. They get quite arrogant and sensitive if you start to question their information. It's because they can't back it up with experience. They can't back it up with process. They can't tell you how they arrived at that information. Now they could say, oh, it just came to me. 
Well, you could describe the process of how it came to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always... There's always a way of describing something. It's just whether the person is open to doing that or not. If they're quite closed off, then it could be... They don't know. They didn't experience it. It's just information that was made up. And that's why it can't be described in terms of experience or process. But it's very easy to... It's very easy to describe things the more observant you become. So, if these people are getting such special ideas and information, they must be extremely observant. So, you could look at to see... You could look to see how observant they are. Do they even talk about observation? If they... If they aren't quite observant, if they aren't observant at all, and that all they give you is information, then maybe they don't really know what they're talking about. And the information is just junk. I think that's what I've come to come to understand. That Whilst people might have these great ideas that sound great, they don't lend too well to sharing how they got there. It's almost like they want to keep it for themselves. But then why share it in the first place? It's to make money. It's all to make money. It's just like advertising. It's just like... um, just like newspapers just media it's all to sell something it's not to it's not to help it's not to benefit somebody else it is in some way for somebody else's personal gain alright so anyway so this was well, this is supposed to be about thoughts becoming things or rather the the process of that so as I, as I mentioned that that it's it's the feeling right it's the um, it's not the hey how you doing it's the having an idea and feeling excited about exploring it or implementing it or fixing something and then in I guess in that process because that's that's kind of like um don't really know how to explain it I guess you're wiring yourself for that challenge or that idea or that task whatever it is you kind of altering your conditions around you specifically to achieve that whatever it is so if it's to 
I don't know, to fix something on your car, you're going to go and look at content specific to your car or your type of car and what it is you're trying to achieve, what it is you're trying to fix. And that's all you're going to do for a few days. And then you're going to go and look at tools and the tools that you might need in order to fix it. So it's not, it's not a case of, hey, I've got this idea, I'm going to fix my car by myself, and then you just do it, or it just happens. It isn't like that. The things around you have to be changed. And the, the whole thoughts become thing, thoughts becomes things is you putting yourself in that state and adjusting the conditions around you to be conducive for that so going and looking at exactly what you have to do going and looking at the tools you need and going and physically looking at the car and figuring it out that is adjusting the conditions right but people might just look at that as well that's just fixing your car right but it isn't something that just happens it's a process it's like anything it's like people think if I want I want so much money I want a new car I want a new house I want this I want that right that just doesn't happen It's not just going to magically appear. There has to be some, the conditions have to be right. So, so you can, you can adjust your state, you can adjust your conditions around you to be conducive for that, for whatever it is you want. If it is to get a better house, a bigger house or a nicer house or another car, a new car, whatever. You feel excited about that, you're gonna change the conditions around you to be more conducive for getting that. So it might mean that you, you work better. You be more open to taking on more challenges, more work. And in turn that leads to having more money you get more money or you get promotion or you get a higher rate of pay because because of the amount of stuff that you can now do and then that leads into into more and more and then it's as the amount of money is increased that you're receiving now you can afford to get a different car and that's just how it is it's just it's just about adjusting your conditions adjusting your focus adjusting your state to be more conducive to what it is that you want or that you want to see it isn't a, it isn't magic it isn't um, just thinking and feeling something and then waiting for it to appear
Now I'll admit there are some weird things that that you can observe. But like I said, I think I think when you're more observant of what is happening around you, you will tend to start to see more weird um, nuances or contradictions. Or just things. Things that you wouldn't normally pay attention to or you would dismiss or that would be so um, insignificant that that might seem so insignificant right so it's like earlier right so I was sorry I'm just trying to juggle my phone in the pram so um, so earlier I was in Actually, so this morning, before I came out, before I took my daughter to school, uh, I talked to my wife about a guy that I saw in Costa or a coffee shop a few weeks ago, right? And this guy had been, I'd been talking to him maybe like a year and a half or something. Like I'd see him most mornings, we'd have a quick chat and stuff. And he'd been having a lot of bad luck. I say bad luck, it's just a lot of bad stuff was happening to him. Bad health, uh, divorce, um, he had his car crashed into three times in the same car park in the space of three months. And I saw him about, probably about a month ago, and it was towards the end of October. And. He sat in the coffee shop and he just looked, he just looked really down. And I was like, I just stopped and talked to him. And he's saying he'd lost his bank card. He took his, took his car to get, to get petrol and he couldn't pay for the petrol. So he couldn't get petrol. So he just parked his car up and went round to the coffee shop. And then he said he couldn't get in touch with his family because they're all working and they're not available until later. So I was like, right, okay, here, have some money so you can get petrol and go home. So he's like, okay, thanks. And he took my number, but he didn't save it. So I kind of thought, all right, I may not get this back. That's just, I just thought I may not get this back because this, the way that this guy's life has been going, I figured, this <laughs> this may not be such a good thing for him to be borrowing money from people when he's got so much other stuff going on but anyway he said come and meet me the next day so since so since that day I haven't seen him he's not been in the coffee shop he has not been in the coffee shop at all every time I've been in and I've been in like once or twice a day I've never seen him I saw him driving past in his car one day in a different, a different street, but obviously we didn't see each other or speak or anything, right? But it's ironic, I was talking to my wife this morning because she was saying that she keeps, she keeps some money in her purse. So I was telling her that yesterday a lot of the shops were having issues with cards so they could only take cash. So she says she always keeps money in her purse. And then that reminded me 
did the last of the money that I had in my wallet, I gave to that guy. So anyway, so I told her about him. She knew who he was. She knew I'd, I'd spoken to him and I think she'd met him once or twice. And I just told her about the story and uh, how I'd not seen him ever since. <laughs> I'd not seen him in the shop ever since. And then, this morning, going to the coffee shop and he's there. But he's, he's like around the corner from the coffee collection. So, I see him walk around and I stare at him. And he doesn't make eye contact. He doesn't look at me. He, doesn't he didn't recognize me. And I was like, that... I kind of expected, I expected that. I don't know why, I just expected it. I think it's because I expected to not get the money back. So I didn't get the money back. So because he just kind of walked past with all his stuff, you know, his coffee and his food, I was like, okay, that's it, that's fine. I'm not gonna get the money back. I didn't wanna go over and say, oh, hi, Rob because I don't know I, I feel kind of I've done my bit giving him the last of my money from my wallet and that was it so so yeah but how ironic is it that I'm talking about him this morning and then he appears after more than four weeks of not seeing him in that shop and then he's there so is that thoughts become things or is it something else is it something that we pick up on and we express it do you know what I mean like maybe he felt something that he needed to go to that coffee shop this morning I don't know I don't know but thoughts become things right that was an experience I had. And I had, oh man, I had another one this morning. Um, talking to my son. I wasn't talking to my son because he's a baby. <laughs> but we were walking up towards this, uh, towards this park. I was telling him, oh, there's going to be birdies down here because he likes looking up into the sky and stuff, right? And, uh, about a minute later, a bird shits on my shoulder. <laughs> and I just laughed, I was like, that was, um, oh no, another example of that for me, I guess. <laughs> that I was thinking, so I mean, it was weird, I wasn't even stood near the trees or anything, right? I was stood next to a building, so there wasn't, I looked up and I couldn't see any birds, but you could hear them. Yeah, so that was that was weird. I think that was. I guess that was another example for me, or another experience of it. Thank you. Yeah, it was another experience of it for me. Um, I think that's I think that's kind of like the 
that's the um, the insignificant stuff that you wouldn't really pay attention to because you would just be maybe normally you'd just be pissed off that the bird shit on your shoulder right you wouldn't really be thinking hey I was just talking about the birds being here to my son and he's going to see them right and then a bird shits on your shoulder to let you know <laughs> to let you know it's there or something or that the um, the guy was in the coffee shop after nearly five weeks I'm not saying that I made him a beer in, <laughs> in the coffee shop I think it's just um, I don't know we're experiencing something and we express it as uh, we express it in the way that we do for whatever reason so I'm not saying anything is magic I'm just saying that when we when we become more observant we just see these uh, see, we can see these things as experiences as we can see them better whereas um, maybe when you're not so if you're not so observant you just see it as something insignificant or you just see it as what it is as a literal thing right like the bird shit on my shoulder I've got to go clean it up I've got to go put my coat in the wash and it just runs off on uh, emotions or feelings when it is something that you don't need to respond to you don't need to react to it it's just to observe it and I wouldn't say it's easy to do it I wouldn't say it's easy to observe because we, we all get so distracted by by different things that's just that's just the nature of where we live things are created to distract us and so we don't really observe or pay attention as much as as we not as much as we should but as much as we could because the things are things that are available to see it's just whether um just your degree of distraction I guess or the degree to which you uh, I guess make it a literal thing make it a make it a reaction as opposed to just an observation Yeah, I think that is. I think that's mostly it. I mean, I think that is all it is about, really experience and observation. Because when you can. 
when you can observe uh, more more fully I don't know I guess when you're more observant and less reactive so you just you just looking at things as opposed to feeling or uh, being emotional about things I think I saw somebody wrote something last night or I saw a comment last night somebody had written that it was to the to the to the effect of um, to the effect of keeping the body in a state of calm or or neutrality I'd spoken about neutrality before um, in terms of being told not to be at one extreme or the other but I was saying that it, it is all, all about adaptation because you are going to be forced into certain situations it's not going to be like you're you're going to be forced to feel things there's going to be things around you conditions around you people around you that are going to be in a state of extremity and they're going to want they're going to want a reaction so it's just about how do you adapt to that and it does it does entail perhaps going to the other extremity at some time someone's being extremely negative you have to think about it in terms of balance you can't diffuse a negative person by being negative back to them you turn the other cheek so to speak because every situation is looking for balance right so it isn't about just being neutral and just being like, no, I'm just not going to respond. It's about knowing how to adapt and how to respond. And that doesn't tell going to the extremities. It doesn't mean that you have to feel or be emotional. And that's what this person I think was talking about in terms of the body. To keep the body calm and to keep the body neutral is to not to react over the top, not to react with emotion, not to react with um, not to react in terms of uh, shit, what's the word? In terms of Causing, uh, causing disease in the body so by upsetting the body you can you can adapt you can take a positive or negative stance on any situation or any condition without impacting the body because it's all about feeling right so 
providing you aren't getting angry physically and you aren't changing your chemical composition which is the thing that will um, that will make your body not calm that will make it in disease that as long as you keep it in a state of calm but you can still respond to situations in an adaptive way that is how you um, that is how you keep the body neutral and I guess live live a more balanced life because if you're if you're constantly responding or reacting to things and you're re reacting to the conditions as opposed to observing and adapting then you're going to be causing the body to change chemically which is the thing that will cause stress in the body so it's all about it's all about controlling the inner world and that might sound a bit I don't know, maybe a bit new agey, but it's not. The, the concept of control your, control your inner world is it's just the same as controlling your diet, controlling the things that you put into your body. It's just the same. It's, it's just controlling what you take in mentally and what you put out uh, as an expression. So as words or as emotion. So I guess that's about it for now.